What's going on? Eh? Vri? Buddy? You've got the card board coaches here with your boy, Coach Go. We are the cardboard coaches. We're so fresh and clean. We're somewhat lean, never mean. I am the sports card cartel. And uh, we are joined by a very special guest today. It's actually a guest we talk about quite frequently on this channel. And it is Hit Him High. Hit Him High, otherwise known as Josh. How are you doing today? Great, guys. It's great, great to be here. Thanks for having me on, eh? Happy so- to have you. Yeah, long over hit them high sports cards. Hit them high yeah. sports cards. Thank you. My other other BFF, other than Patrick Ryan. <clears throat> and he's joining us on a very special day. Isn't that right, Josh? Uh, a day in which I've got in front of me on my screen uh your mm, there's a term you use for it. It, it is the uh, it is the what auction? The the banner auction well, it was going to be the goat auction, but it turned into a banner auction. I was going to say signature, the signature, signature auction. auction. Banner. Sure. Banner. It's the big auction, man. <laughs> it's yeah. the big bombastic booty auction. I don't yeah. know why there's yeah. a booty, but I was like, why booty? It's always booty. Cause there's, it's just so great. Also, that when are we booty. never, when are we not mean? I think we're mean occasionally. Sometimes that used yeah. to be my, that was old cartel. Old like, Josh. Uh, such a pleasure to have you on. A lot of people prob- uh, probably uh, recognize you, probably know you, probably follow you on IG. Not to mention the fact that you have a big presence at the at the uh, the International Expo twice a year. Uh, the cartel just down the way. Yeah, cartel and Josh never want to be too far away. Two tall guys with the two beards, you can't miss us. Yeah, Josh, uh, tell us a little bit about how you got into this wonderful world of hockey cards that I know you love so very much yeah it's not uh, just hockey cards though it's mostly hockey yeah it is mostly hockey but yeah it's true i'm like all over the map uh every sport right like tennis i'll do some golf like whatever i'm i'm into it right uh world world cards uh i mean non-sport cards are pretty cool all cards anything in cardboard Cardboard. Uh, and 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 recently pogs oh not recently (laughs) (laughs) see there you go i like this okay Josh is the Pogmaster General. I love that. Absolutely. (laughs) So let's hear this origin story, Pogs included, please. Yeah. All right. It's cool. All right. So, um, yeah. So my parents owned an antique shop. Well, they owned an antique shop. They're now long retired. Um, So I was actually just like born right into an antique shop. My mom didn't go to the hospital. I was born right there on the floor. (laughs) Not really, but... Yeah. So I've been been bored. (laughs) You know, because your parents take you to auctions. They take you to flea markets. And, and it's boring. Like as a kid, you're like, I, I hate everything right now, you know, and <laughs> we didn't have tablets or any of that crap. Right. So I was really looking for a way to escape my parents' life as a kid. And, uh, I had a lot of passion. I didn't have anywhere to direct it. Um, and it sounds so weird because I was such a young age. And in 1988, I found my life path, <laughs> which is crazy to, to say in 1988, but yeah, I, uh, my dad took me to a card auction where somebody had passed away and they had collected all the cards their whole life and it went all the way back to the first cards ever like early 1900s you know and uh, my dad bought me a 1960 mickey mantle card and it was my first card and then you know the next week we went to uh 
flea market or, you know, we were set up. So I would actually be there at 6 a.m. till like four in the afternoon. So we're talking like a long time, right? And all of a sudden I had a passion. So now I'm at the flea market. Very next day, dad gives me 10 bucks. Go around, see what you can do. Buy a few things, bring it back to my parents' booth, put it on, sell it for a couple bucks, right? So you make a little bit or you end up trading. You, you guys know how it is. Yeah. So here I am like, like, you know, six, seven years old crushing deals already because it's there it's available it's it's what i had right so yeah i actually like gained like an intimate relationship with that because i was an only child so and my parents were very busy they were both worked full time my mom was a graphic artist and then they worked on the weekends doing anything that they could to, to gain extra money for the household my mom's a portuguese immigrant so Hard, hard working all the time. Why are you sitting down? Come on, Joshua, get the hell up. <laughs> here, here, Joshua. Here, yeah, here. yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I remember like in high school, my parents were like, oh, you're really into Final Fantasy, eh? Uh, you know what? I think we're going to stick you in boxing. I'm like, boxing? <laughs> <laughs> like, why? They're like, because you need it. You need to get off the video games, Joshua. You're going to be a man. And there I went, you know? So, but yeah, that's, that's where it started and, uh, evolved into Batman cards. I did Batman cards in the eighties and, uh, yeah, I've just kept going and kept going and, uh, I collected a long, a long time. Like I started really selling a bit so that I could add to my collection. So I got s such a big Joe Sackett collection. I ended up in the Beckett as a collector of the month. So they did like, you know, oh, the wow. yeah, I, I had, honestly, I had almost every Sackett printed and Quincy, you know, Quincy's got he has everything for like a 13 year span, which is like, Oh my God, incredible. Like who can even do that? Right. This guy literally has every Joe Sackett card ever printed with the exception, I think eight cards. And we're talking like one of ones, like unbelievable collection. So we were constantly battling for a long time. I have such a great collecting base because I went through that and it taught me, you know, how every parallel of every set for like a 20 year span, because I was so passionate on collecting, like being a completist of a player collection. And actually what ended up happening was a big, like uh kind of like turn for me was when I was in the Beckett, I got contacted because, you know, the internet was, was around, but it's not as prevalent. It wasn't in your pocket at the time. Right. So we were on like Beckett chat boards at, at the time. And uh, once I went out into the magazine, a lot of people contacted me. I was able to make a ton of money and just sold my collection all off. And I took that money and I started buying collections. And then I started doing local shows. And it's just sort of helped me along my life until I became a postmaster. So I was working at the post office for like 10 years part-time, hoping that I could become a postmaster. And the cards subsidized while I built up a career, which was great. You know, you, wow. you really needed that. When, help. when and, did you and now? And is it coming full circle now? To the yeah, point so where that's just it. The cards right? are doing now so well. Career, which is now paying me great money. Like I make great money for what I do. And uh, I, I live across the street from where I work. So, you know, my I have no commute time. You know, I, I have a lot of time that I can focus on this. And with the money from there, I'm supported enough to continue buying bigger and better collections. And, and yeah, it's full circle where now I'm kind of like, do I really need that job? I mean, I yes. do, need it, but it, the thought is at least implanted in my head. Like, Hey, I, I could, if I, if, you know, if I got fired tomorrow, I love you it. Could, you could figure I it out. It. Yeah. I also did, did not know, like, you, go, you know, when did you sell the joke Sake collection? I like, what year was that? Um, early 2000s, let's say like 2002. And and so from there, you just start buying collections. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it was you, right around the time you, I got hired. You've been buying collections for 20 years now. 20 years now, but smaller, right? Because yeah, yeah, of course. And they just well, got incrementally bigger. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, you know, living on my own from 17 years old. So I, you know, I supported myself and with a little bit of subsidy, you know what I yeah. mean? Like I don't make a huge amount of money, but if I work on Sundays at the show because I'm only working like 25 hours or 30 hours through the week at the post office to try to become a postmaster. You know, I, I didn't get an education. I didn't go to like college or anything. So I just tried to find a nice job with a pension, which yeah, I have. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know. I didn't and, know about uh, the, the I didn't know about the Portuguese part of the yeah. origin story. Yeah. I'm just surrounded yeah. by Portuguesa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. We've ta- <laughs> and, uh, we've talked about it before. That's yeah. interesting to know. Yeah, yeah I've got um, seven Portuguese aunts. They're like, ah. Yeah. I'm I'm how, gonna do like the. How many of them are named Maria? All of them. They literally <laughs> have their kids Maria and all of the boys Joseph, and they all go by their middle names. Yeah, my, I want to do like a Maria. DNA test. I, I desperately yeah. want to have some yeah. Portuguesa somewhere down the line because everyone around me has got the Portuguesa going on. Yeah, so for sure, uh, for sure. <laughs> I'm at least going to wear a jersey or something. But We, we just um, all came to Toronto, you know? Yeah, yeah it seems well, like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for um, sure. <laughs> you know what I love about uh, Josh's little journey there and talking about how you were in Beckett Magazine? Yeah. Is it, it's a real throwback to that pre-social media, pre-internet time. Uh, I, I, I had letters in Beckett. I, I had, I popped up in like some Marvel comic uh, bullpen pages and yeah. Wizard Magazine, yeah. all, all before the, the crazy social media stuff. Now, I want people, I want people listening or watching or whatever it is they're doing to, to like envision Josh accomplishing what he did and doing what he was doing when it was not as easy as just hopping on your phone or a computer and Josh, I mean, is, I, I don't want to pump your tires without it being appropriate, but you had to grind. I mean, okay. A lot of times <laughs> people see what you're doing and they're just like, Oh, you know, they this guy probably got it going with, with some amount of money, but that money came from plays. So you've been grinding yeah. for 20 years now. You yeah, I'm, I'm still in your car. You find the, the, the collections. You got to get out there. You got to load it up and deal with it. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. you have to have the knowledge to, to, to even know what you're buying, right? Like it's not so yeah. easy to just buy collections. Like, and the ability I mean, to take a chance. Yeah. No, the you, and I, you and I have talked about cartel. You were at the window long ago. <laughs> yeah. You and I have car- talked about cartel that like, especially recently, a lot of people are surfacing like with collections, right? And like we know these collections for the most part are not very valuable because they're from like no. you know yeah. the the late 80s early 90s right like right. Th- that's the kind of stuff that people are surfacing with right now because sports cards have kind of come back around and um you know to be able to sur- like kind of sift through that and and maybe even potentially find some gems in in you know what would be a collection or something of that nature like it requires a lot of patience it requires I mean, obviously dedication and, and knowledge. And so, I mean, a huge shout out to you, Josh, for for grinding through that. And, and and now you're kind of at the other end where it's like all the shiny things. You're like, I want that. It is. It is. You know, I just want to say when I started eBay, we sent money orders in the mail to each other. <laughs> right. Yes. Imagine? Can you imagine? Oh. The, the bank hated me. I show up. I, I'm like, I need 30 money orders and I have to cash 50. Like, <laughs> I. I remember my first four digit check from Houston, Texas on eBay. And my parents were like, what is going on? Yeah. Right now? Yeah. What is the deal? In high school, right? And then you have your own little mail order business going on in the corner of your room. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Which to this day, I mean, like 
a lot of people talk about for their kids how the hobby is a great introduction to business and yeah. some of the concepts yeah. of business. But the thing is, though, it's not it's a lot bigger, right? Like yes. I've, I've, I've had a business now for two years where I'm actually doing large business. You know, before I was, you know, I make a little bit here and there. I'm mostly subsidizing and adding to my collection here and there, whatever, making investment cards or whatever. But now I'm like a legit business and and I got to be honest, I never thought when I was a teenager the amount of money that would be in the hobby. Like, and, yeah. you, know, you just never think it, right? So I can't imagine what it's like to be 15 years old and and have, uh, you know, your dad buy you cards for five years and then all of a sudden, you know, you got $20,000 at 15 sitting in your, yeah. your room and now you're doing $2,000 deals, $3,000 deals, you know? that Like that's yeah. stressful, could be stressful for a 15-year-old. But can you imagine by the time that 15-year-old becomes 25, and then maybe they apply it to something else that they've learned at college by the time they got out of college, you know, now they actually have a, a business that they've been working on since they're 15. And now they have a business education on top of it. Those kids are going to be the kids that you got to look out for, you know? Well, they're also just going to be desensitized by like money, right? Like, I mean, there's a lot of people that I talk to and they're like, oh, like, like how much is that card? Like, it's always fun bringing someone who doesn't really like like no, no sports cards to a show with you. And like, no matter how big or small the show is. And like, like I remember taking my dad and uh, he's like looking up and down and uh, you know, we passed by a booth and there was a card, I think it was like 50,000 and he looks at it and he's like looking at the prices and he stops and he like kind of gets a little jarred. And I was like, what's the matter? I was like, what's the matter? And he's like, 50,000. I was like, yeah, yeah. 50 K like, you know, Blast one sold like 42. Like, you know, the guy wants a little bit on top. Like, I'm sure he can come down on that. And I was like, why, you want it? And he's like, do you know what I can do with $50,000? Yeah, you guys like, what is going on here? <laughs> Are we looking at uh, cars or cards? What is happening? Yeah, it's so wild. Man. You know, so like being desensitized by money, right? Like it's, uh, it's a strange thing. At yeah, least that's, a, that's an awesome perspective. Because like, I think back when, like when we were 15, Josh, like, we probably felt like we were doing something like we had the skills and we were making some money and it wasn't as abundant. And it was these big opportunities, these rare opportunities here and there, but now there's just, there's money everywhere in the hobby. It, it is very different now that, now that you mention it, you actually see it in the kids these days. Oh yeah. They're already becoming slick and smooth talkers and oh, yeah. aware of the values. Yeah. But I mean, but even when I was young, I remember I would I I try to get people hype on this concept of well, there's autographs and packs now, yeah. and you can get it graded. You send it to this company in, in Texas, and they grade it, and um, you know, and and buy Marvel stock and stuff like that. But it, that was kind of the ground floor of what we're going through yeah. right now, and it's kind of how you prepared for it and having lived through it. I keep telling people like you have to live through it a bit. You have to get to know it to truly be successful in the market. You have to. And, and the other things you have to love it. And, and you loved it from day one. Yeah. You were immediately collecting Joe Sackett. Yeah. What's uh, how has that progressed at this point? What are you like? What are you? Okay. There's the, there's a the resale. Right. But what are you finding that you're like, I'm putting this away. It's mine. I want to look at it. I want to own it. M Mickey Mantle. Uh, I'm a Jays fan. I hate to say it. Like, I just love Mickey Mantle. But like anytime I can yeah. get a good something, that's Mickey Mantle. Uh, it just goes back to my dad too. Uh, but like, man, I love the 90s. I love those 90s inserts. You know, I've got a couple of really nice ones. 
that I, I'd rather, you know, fight somebody than get rid of. <laughs> so, yeah. you, know, I, you know, I'm so married to those and uh, I've got a few cool sets and, and Bowman Chrome hockey. I just, I just love, um, but I love Bowman Chrome baseball too. Like we, we talk a lot about hockey and obviously your show is hockey geared, but I'm everything, right? I'm, yeah. That's what I said from the get go. Right. I was like, I'm like, yeah. he's like, I know that he does a lot of hockey, but I think that's just yeah. uh, because of that's the market around exactly. us and that's what sells. And, right. and I mean, obviously we, we all like hockey here, but yeah, uh, I mean, I've definitely seen you buy like st- some pretty big stuff that's like outside of hockey. And so I was like, I want to make sure that people know that like he buys everything, everything. Yeah. yeah. Every- I-, I have a pretty and, good, and not just cardboard, right? No. Yeah. You've I, got I, an appreciation I, for everything. Having grown yeah. up in a, in a antique store antique shop yeah well plus i'm a postmaster too guys right so i have a working 20 year working knowledge of the last 20 years of royal canadian mint coins that have been released and every stamp that's been released over a 20 year span that i've i've been mastering <laughs> mastering right so but think about that for a second i just bought a coin collection that you guys seen yeah and, i saw that yeah and it was i mean i had coins the size of my head this big with uh, a whole kilo of silver in them like yeah i was gonna say you say coins what you mean is silver and gold is what you mean yeah it was it was uh, seven totes full of of two man carry like it needed two men to lift them of gold and silver so i've been really blessed the last two years since since i i said fuck it like let's just do it like let's josh why why do the this is what i notice i watch okay yeah and it's a funny thing because like I don't tend to get tight with what are quote unquote larger dealers. Right. Uh, I'm aware of them. A lot of them I have issues with because I watch. Right. Now you and I are close and there's a reason for that. So you're that rarity in, 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 the, in that realm. Yeah. Um, why do people come back to you? Why do people generally have very pleasant things to say about you? Why do you have repeat customers? Why do you have repeat sellers? What's the secret sauce? Uh, you said it already. Um, when you said you took the words right, I love this line. I lived it, you know? So when I tell you something, when you come to me and you ask me like, you know, blah, 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 can, can you help me? Or I need information on this. I've lived it. I'm going to give you good, valuable information. And when I'm selling a card, I've, I've given you a card history on it. You know, I, I know about the card. I know everything about it. So yeah, I don't know. And I'm real, you know, I, I go to the expo with my dad <laughs> and my kid. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, my Your family, dad's a character uh, in the hobby as well. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, like my family's online. Like, you know what I mean? Like I have annoyed sports card wife with me. It's not just hit them high sports cards. It's like my personal account as well, right? We're going to talk about annoyed sports card wife <laughs> down the line. Okay. For sure. We're gonna yeah, get but I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Like it's a real, yes. I'm real. like I'm just, I'm living my life and my yeah. life totally cardboard above everything but family <laughs> yeah well, you know what i mean like yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm i'm real i'm out i'm out there and this is it genuine yeah so. you are always with family and uh yeah I, I mean again it's just it's something i notice is people come back to you um that is part of success yeah and it's not not to be taken for for granted by anyone anyone who's watching and wants to kind of take notes and yeah go down a certain pathway Spend some time around Josh's booth. Yeah, come on down. The people that sell to me always come back to sell to me too. So, you know, so, I pay a good price and, and so, everybody's respected, you know. So that's, that's actually what I was about to ask is that like, so when it comes to buying, 
Um, what do you find is like the sweet spot? Because like we see a lot online, like buying sixty percent comps, buying seven percent comps, right? Like, do you have a number that like works for you? And you know, do you just throw a number out there? Like, do you look up comps beforehand? Like, I, I I'm just curious, you know, okay. without giving up too much information. Yeah. So just from the the start, like if you plop down 50 cards in front of me, I probably already know the value of 40 of them. Yeah. Okay. Cause I'm, I'm in it. And a lot yeah. of the comps, my favorite is when I'm, I'm dickering with somebody on it and they're like, Oh, look at this comp, but the comp is mine. Yeah. <laughs> Showing me my own comps. That's yeah. the best. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I already have a good working knowledge of it and I'm, I'm trying to fill them out too. Uh, I love when they want to tell me what they want for it. That, that helps, you know, of course. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. It depends on what it is. Sometimes I'll give you 100%. You know, if you've got a great Gretzky card, and I know I could, right, I love Gretzky, but if you get a great Gretzky card and it's about comp, maybe even a little bit more, but I think I can slab it, right? And then in this particular case, slabbing it does increase the value significantly, then I don't mind paying the full raw comp or even like a PSA 9 comp to just cover it, you know? Now that's not all the time, but I'm just saying like every case, every card, every customer, it's a customer by customer basis and it's a card by card basis and condition. Right? I think that's huge. What you just said is like, sometimes you pay hundred percent of comps and like, yeah. that's something yeah. that I feel like enough people don't yeah. recognize. Is that like, if there's, if there's addiction. one comp, if there's one comp going back three to six months, Quiet. that immediately tells you there's not a lot of them available. Yeah. It's about reading the information, not just reading the yes. information. Yeah. Reading the information, right? So, and and like, if a guy's hot this week, like Tage Thompson, right? The first night that he scored goals, a bunch of goals, right? And you can kind of see him changing. Like, if you were actually watching the Sabres games yourself, like, say that's your home team, and you could just see the guys on the puck, but he's just missing, just missing. And then all of a sudden, he's exploding. Maybe that's the week that you bought in really quick. You know, so you can pay yeah. full price that week. You're at a show and you're walking around and everybody's still got them for 40 bucks. You're paying it because you know he's about to turn the corner. Yeah. Know? But I don't yeah. always buy based on performance, athlete performance. I, I really don't even like to buy based on athlete performance. I'm not really one of those guys. So. And you'll yeah. you'll also, you'll take chances, right? Yeah. That, that Yao Ming we discussed, you know, if there's a card, no comps, a lot of questions about what could it really go for? Yeah. The average person okay, may only look at it in terms of like, okay, let's try to think of the value right now. I think Josh's brain starts to take it to a place where I know Yao Ming collectors, I know this market, this card has not been available for a while. Yeah. A deal there could be very beneficial to both the seller who had no idea he could get anything at all. So whatever he gets from Josh, he'll be happy with. And I, and I, you know, we've seen Josh turn things into like 10x, 20x because of the fact that there's this there's just this feeling based on what you've seen based on what you know that this this underappreciated item when presented correctly when auctioned correctly when marketed correctly that's kind of like the whole golden thing this this is one of the most incredible cards of all you know when marketed correctly and put out there yeah produces results yeah and that's, that's just true. having that knowledge yeah, for sure. Like, do you think about Wayne Gretzky? Why was he so successful as an athlete? It was because of that anticipation step, right? He was always one step ahead of other people because of the anticipation. He knew where the puck would be before it got there. 
So you want to be that in all business, all stretch of life. You always want to be one step ahead, right? And the yeah. only way you do that is with your mind. It's not actually taking a step, right? So yeah. So yeah, Josh, we we were gonna do a live watch later. Unfortunately for the cartel, it's probably not gonna work out. But for your banner auctions, they're going on right now as we record. Um, they're they're finishing right now. I wanna. I don't know, uh, Co. If you're also watching, I just want to throw this Josh. out there, just in relation to what we were talking about. I want to give an example. Um, you you listed two. 0001 private stock titanium patches. So yeah. I believe everything about them is very similar. Okay. There's a few more of the Lemuse because I think the Lemuse to 250, the Yagras to 100. Yeah. They're both it's, three color it, patches. Yeah. Does everyone out there understand why the Yager sold for three times the amount of the Mario? It wouldn't dawn on you just yeah. looking at it because you think Mario Lemuse is the superior player. He's more important. Yeah. Josh, why did the Yager go for so much more? Uh, it was a great piece. It was right the corner of the numbers, right? And uh, there's only 100 of them. And actually, the, the Lemieux is a stick. It's numbered a little bit higher. Okay. But uh, those 90s vintage game-used Pittsburgh patches, people love them, you know? And especially yeah. in the last 20 years, they've been collecting Pittsburgh stuff with Crosby yeah. and all. And, and honestly, that set design is incredible. And people love Yager. They do. He's like a Gretzky. Okay, like, you know, the Yager the, the, the Bure collectors, you yep. cannot, you can't, can't underestimate. No, that's why my. And, and, and I love the way that you, I love the way you listed it, by the way. Yeah. You, you talked about the importance of the patch and how these older P Penguin Yager patches are not plentiful. No, they're not. And, look, and, you, and in my mind, you have maximized this sale. And anyone watching from afar would be like, wow, that's a lot for Yager versus this Mario. Anyways, just this one example. They literally just ended a few seconds ago here. Uh, let's go back to that, actually, because I made a cool reel using those cards and it got picked up by um, the Toronto Expo and shared. And both of them got almost 200 likes. So that was a huge builder. We're talking like 5,000 views on the reel and 200 likes. That's pretty good on Instagram. So people yeah. were excited to see them come to, to auction, right? Did, did those come from the same collection, Josh? Yeah, so I was at Expo, and uh, you know me, I'm grinding, and uh, I don't want to give away too much, but I'm going to give away a little bit. They had the new room, right? Yeah. Hey, and what's the new room full of, guys? Cards? No, new people who've never been to the Expo. That's why they're oh, in the right, room, right. Right? I love That's it. Fair, actually. Right, so I walked over there. Buddy had master collection of every Pacific ever. So I yeah. just went through and pulled all the studs, right? Solani, Fedorov, Forsberg, Gretzky, all of the 90s studs. I, I went through every I, guy must have, he was setting up, guy must have had 50 boxes of it. It was incredible. And uh, yeah, I just, I pulled all the best pieces. We got, you know, patches number to 100, but it's the shield, the NHL shield, because back then they didn't care, right? They just used whatever. But always in sequential, if, it, if there's 100 of them, the last five are the shield, always. So I mean, you just shared a quote unquote secret that's not like, it's not very much a secret. No. But it's such a simple concept that you just put out there. Yeah. Yeah. And that was one and of that you executed anything. on. Yeah. One of many things that I did at Expo, I didn't go home from Expo with money. I went home with cards. And you I know remember what? that more money <laughs> cards, <laughs> right? Cards are more better. Cards are better if you're a card dealer than money. It just seems like you just constantly roll it over. And in these two years, I haven't spent a cent on myself. I, I tend to look at the Expo as a, you know, a, an important financial 
experience for building up cash, but Josh saw it as an opportunity, a preamble to what he's doing right now. I think that's just brilliant. Yeah. Today started when I like two weeks before Expo, I'm like, okay, here's the plan guys. And actually when I got there, it was even more insane because Frankie fives had all that Gretzky stuff. And that's my wheelhouse, right? I can promote a Gretzky card better than anyone. And I'm from his hometown. I I know I'm a huge fan. I always pumping him in my, you know, just regular pictures. I, I I pump Wayne because I love him. So it makes sense for me to always buy Gretzky stuff as best, the best deal as I can get on Gretzky stuff. And it's weird because people know that. So they come to me with good deals. So like, Hey, I know you want, you know, and done. Right. It's quick. I'm quick to pull the trigger. I'm not going to sit there and, you know, I'm really, I, I pull it fast. Like, let's get it done. Like, sure. I'm, I'm easy with money. <laughs> Frankie Fies will tell you that. He was like, are you still have more money? <laughs> you know, halfway through this, like, yeah, uh, where are you getting it from? <laughs> yeah. I'm just pounding away on your auctions right now as we speak, by the way. <laughs> I'm just Pound like, it up, buddy. <laughs> it's all, it's all beautiful he, stuff, right? It's, it's, it's the player selection. It's it the is. sets, like the 0405 jerseys from Upper Deck. I mean, you've got representation of everything going on here yeah yeah it's pretty cool man i'm really remarkable these uh auctions just you know it's all the stuff i love and i love the early 2000s for me that's like my favorite time yeah 98 to like 05 we'll say or 06 like right before crosby when there's like balavo like lafleur you know steve shut all the old montreal guys frank mahovlich autographs coming out like as a common autograph like I remember back in those days, we took it for granted. Pull out a Bellavo, you're like, oh, $40 auto. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And those days are gone. Like, we're not going to see giant chunks of, like, I remember opening artifacts and pulling, like, you know, 40 year old vintage memorabilia and not really thinking much of it then. Right. But like early artifact sets are great for that stuff. There's gems in everything around those, those ages. Let's How talk many... a little bit about. Sorry, do you want to go first? I just, a very quick question. How many of the cards in the auction uh, did you personally, uh, so from the time you purchased it, uh, get slabbed? Oh, uh, quite a bit. I would say almost every card that's slabbed, I'd say 99% of it has been slabbed by me. There so might you're, generally, you're generally buying raw? Uh, generally, um, but I do buy graded, um, but I buy graded in collections. So if I'm buying a huge collection, I'll get some graded cards. But I grade a lot. I, I grade a lot. As much as I can, as much as I can afford. You know, you got a, a window too, right? Of, yeah, yeah. Here, I got money here. I'm going yeah, to... Yeah, you don't want to have like too much there. grading. And you're like, okay, this might be stuck here for a little bit. I mean, yeah. I guess it, it's all about kind of knowing exactly like how to balance like in versus out. You know what I mean? Never being like illiquid. Because like you, you don't want to... Like you said the best thing for you is like having cards and it's true, but you also need to have that like liquidity to be able to, to make those deals whenever without having to like sell something prematurely or, um, but what I was going to ask is, you know, there's a lot of talk of where the market's at right now. And I'm not going to ask you where you think the market is, but I am going to ask you, you know, as someone who buys sells sets up regularly, how would you say the sentiment of the market is right now? You know, people are like, the sky's falling, prices are down. Like, how would you, if someone it's, were to say that to you, what would you say? Yeah, so I, it's both. It's both. It can be both. It sounds weird to say it's both, um, but it depends on where you started, right? So like a lot of the market 
did start in 2020 when the pandemic hit. And those people are crying, right? And crying and hurt people scream the loudest. And so those are the people that you're hearing right now. Um, uh, that being as, said, you know. As Coach Co refers to them, the butt hurt. Yeah, the butt hurts, right? Uh, just, uh, it sounds so weird, but like think about the housing market, like the housing market changed too. And there were people that um, had houses that they were flipping right in that market change and they lost money on those. But as soon as they got to the housing, uh, to, to the houses that are at the current marking market price, then they're making money on those, right? So it's sort of the same thing. You you kind of, there was like three or four months there where I lost a little bit, but I turned things over really quick, right? So now I'm into the corrective market. So things have come down a lot, right? But I wasn't out there paying 800 bucks for a Gretzky autograph. I wasn't out there paying like $5,000 for like a PSA four Gretzky rookie, right? But there was some cards that I bought like Lewis Robert, right? So there's some cards that I bought during that time that I will lose money on, you know, cause yeah. that market is never going to go back. It, it's, yeah. There was too many things at play at that, at that time. Right. But the market corrected. And because I turned things over really quickly, I'm not really noticing so much, but you, if you are a collector and you have a big chunk and you had a big, that's the other thing. If you had a big chunk of stuff right before 2020, and then you continue to buy and you paid the bigger prices and you thought that was going to be the new market, the new world. Right. Well, the money that you made on the stuff pre twenty twenty, yeah, yeah, just uh, kind of balances like, out, right? right? Like, right. In the end, it balances. So I, you know, but yeah, think some things are down. I don't know. I buy accordingly. Don't don't we all? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I agree with you one hundred percent. Depends on yeah. It depends if you went out and dropped a hundred k over those those two years and just sat on it. Like, who if did that one hundred k was like unlike one hundred k that you would have spent normally beforehand. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that yeah, like out on it though. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was. I'm glad it. you. I'm glad you mentioned the Lou Ball because not every play is a win. No, but, no. But the other thing is. That's also like a PC of yours because you really like the guy. Like I'm here to verify you really yeah. like the guy. You really yeah. like the White Sox. Yeah, I'm a huge. Yeah, we were talking about it before the show started, right? Like I, I do. I love him. Well, I'm a baseball player, right? So I, I really relate to baseball, and we have the same stats. Uh, stance, sorry, not stats. <laughs> I was like, uh... <laughs> I'm so good. I was like, what? We, we hit a baseball the same. Like I was uh, like, what? How? Well, what are the same style? Same style. And uh, Dude, I'm a big on fan graphs. Blue ball. And Josh, I'm a center fielder too. So, uh, you know, it's like my favorite team. I love the Jays and the White Sox. I always have. We play the same position and he steals other people's balls because he's so fast, you know. He's pulled a lot of crazy stuff in his uh, his little career there. So, you know, last year was injury plagued, but I think we'll see him bounce back and we're going to get to see the, the real Lewis Robert, which I'm excited I, for. I think you should just stack on top right now while he's down, right? So I've been, I've been yeah. I Yeah, some things were so cheap, like early winter, that I was yeah. able to a couple more i have really nice stuff but yeah he's he's a hell of an athlete when playing yeah he's the mvp of the minor leagues the year before yeah. he came into the majors right like i remember I uh i'm i'm hoping we see the real mlb season this year with all the studs healthy hopefully, hopefully. without steroids Ugh. and just crushing balls you know like the without motorcycles without the 2018 injuries. the 2018 to like 2020 crop like i hope that we see these kids healthy and just go like the Pete Alonzo's, the Vladdy's, the Bo's like the, I mean, now they're in like 23, 24 range. Like we're starting to approach prime. I'm very excited about this year. Yeah, I am too. I'm really pumped for baseball season. I can't even stress it enough playing and watching just like being completely surrounded by baseball. I'm very excited for 
It's I remember when we uh, when we saw a Jays game uh, as I was on my way to see you, Josh. Yeah, I was at a I was at a card store, and I was like letting you know what they had on sale or what was available, and you're like, "Hey, high number heritage, it's got some blue bob in it. That's the one you specifically wanted." We did some ripping. You pulled a, I think you pulled like a Hall of Fame autograph or something. Yeah, Lewis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it could have been better. I got a red to twenty uh, seventy one. Reds are yeah, yeah. Awesome. That's like yeah. That's the banner set for that. Yeah, absolutely. Fucking banners everywhere. <laughs> That's the theme. Theme is banners. You know, the, 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 we already have a title for this this year, this week's podcast. Actually, I'm pretty sure it's the 100th podcast. So what it is. is. So this it's is definitely the 100th podcast. So it will be. It will be cheers. the banner podcast. This is banner <laughs> podcast. <buddy>. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> we got Babe Ruth. Right there, <laughs> good old Todd yeah, Josh. The cup. What are what are the uh, what are the um, what are the banner cards in the banner auction? Would you oh, say? Oh man, well we've got a beautiful altered <laughs> BMG. Oh, oh boy, Do we go over that story? I mean, I don't know. I think we did. I think we did on a previous episode. Of was there was there any solution? Yeah, I'm screwed. <laughs> really? Just, eh? no, there's no solution. Did they reach out to you or no? It's no. still a. I tried. I tried. I got nothing. I got nowhere. Everybody's like, that. Ah, it's so still a two thousand dollar card. No, you're gonna do fine. But yeah, I paid a hundred dollars for that. Can you guys believe? It? And I bought it in 2022. Like I was. I remember when you bought the collection. I was there. Yeah, yeah I, I bought a collection it. at Expo, and it was it was off a dealer, and he had it priced at a hundred bucks, and he had the Bowman no, just... comic at a hundred bucks too. Which makes no sense. Let's quickly summarize. It was a it was a red PMG Gretzky. Um, I saw it, I held it in my hand. So, you know, I'm a witness comes back from Beckett missing a piece. Very unfortunate. Yeah. I did a whole rant on Beckett that week and on cardboard coaches. And as you're telling us, there was unfortunately no solution there. Yeah. It is one of the risks I guess we take when the cards are out of our hands, but nonetheless, it's slabbed up in an authentic label. It's, I, I see that it's, uh, so it's hovering around $1,500 at the moment. It's gone up. That's sweet. Now, have you listed any of the Gretzky's and ores that you received back from SQC? Yeah. So uh, the PR1 is up. Okay. So that's one of the nice items. And then we've got uh, 4.5 OPG Gretzky, a 5 tops Gretzky, and a 2 Gretzky, uh, 2 OPG Gretzky. You're holding those ores. Yeah, I'm holding the 6.5. Yeah, I, I don't want to put okay. it right Everybody that walks by, like, oh my god, did you see yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. You know? And it's uh, it's classic, right? Like, it's just it's the best card. It's the best hockey card there is, as far as I'm concerned. Really I, I would agree. I would agree with you. I would agree with yeah. you. It's yeah. between that and and the how for me. And I, I don't think the how gets seen enough to be like that card. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think I I got love like the the Gordy Howe rookie. Um, but I, like I said, I just don't think people see them enough. I think that the 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 or you see just enough that you're like that is iconic as hell you know like that is like yeah. just like the mickey mantle of hockey yeah. so you're you're already doing well on the pr1 it looks like right based on what you yeah. purchased it on yeah purchased that it. was a flea market fine for 900 bucks yeah and that was uh that wasn't another slab now it's in it's and now it's in a tux yeah uh, we, we talked a lot. I'm still, I still have a lot of behind the scenes footage that we shot. I, I still want to post it on my feed sports card cartel feed where Josh came in to grade a bunch of ores and Gretzky's for SGC. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, you caught some flack from some simple minded people in my opinion. Um, I thought it was a cool move to, yeah. uh, 
to go with SGC, you got it back fast. They look amazing. Yeah, and I wanted it for the auction, so. There you go. And, and it was cheap I, with I no upcharges. Cheap with no upcharges, you know? Oh, like, and and great. Oh, did you? I did. Yeah, I did. I got a monster upcharge. Really? One of the rarest upcharges You're like the only ever. person SGC. I know that's ever been upcharged by SGC. Yeah. Really? Shocked, yeah. Dude. Yeah, I got... Didn't I get two? I think I got two upcharges. I got uh, one... Because you got a Gretzky one. 7, too, right? Didn't you? Six. 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 I think I got an upcharge for the Gretzky. It was... The, the Gretzky was uh, a 7.5 KSA. I cracked it. And I was nervous when I was cracking it because the case was like rubber. Like, like I was bending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was bending. Yeah, but then, yeah. Oh my God, is it fake? You know, right yeah. away. But no, I sent it off and it was all good. So yeah, I came back, but it was a point and a half lower, which sucks. Well, <laughs> we talked about you and I, Cartel. I think, I mean, I don't know if I was on the show or not, but I, I feel like KSA is generally great, like two grades less on vintage stuff. Okay. Like well, two, yeah. two is like the sweet spot, I think, for vintage yeah. stuff in KSA. It could yeah. be the ore got bumped up. Did it? The ore was a six. Really? KSA. Yeah. And I, I cracked it. It came back a six and a half. Wow. So weird, right? But you, and you'd be surprised by, you'd be surprised by how many of those incredibly key iconic cards got graded by KSA early in the early days. Yeah. Of grading because KSA has been around a while. Yeah, and yeah. they've always had a presence in Canada at the shows. They've made it easy to submit. Don't forget, PSA was a little mystifying back in the day. You had to be a member. Yeah, it was. It was very. Uh, it it had a certain mystique uh, that people didn't. At Beckett made it easier. KSA made it easier. So you'd be surprised how many went in there. They handled handled a lot as well. So you would expect to get bumped down a little bit with yeah. a modern company or the 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 modernization of SGC because they've kind of changed their company. They're not exactly the same company they were in 1998. But um but that, that, also, was, that, that was interesting. People are also scared to ship their stuff like over the border, like long like far distances. Do you know what I mean? Like I think that's as I mean to this day, Josh and I were talking about, you know, people just not really just being kind of scared to send stuff to PSA and to this, this is a sentiment I've been you know? hearing from a lot of new entrants in the hobby lately is um when, when they, they say, Oh, I'm thinking about grading. And I'm like, well, do it. What are you waiting for? And they're like, yeah, it's kind of freaky for me to give my stuff to someone else. And in a way, okay, that, that is logical. I would be more concerned if you didn't have any concerns about that. Yeah. And I'm glad to see that now, because by the way, people aren't just handing their cards to graders. They're handing their cards to consignment people, you know, there's you're giving your cards to a vault, a vault. You're, you're yeah. no longer or like a third third party person who yeah, sends so to the graders. You know what I mean? And like... I like that people are thinking about that because we've forgotten all of these bad situations with Mark's cards, uh, Redbeard, all these companies that are popular still and seem to get a free pass to uh, after so many controversies yeah. or, or or having your cards held back. I, I can't remember what these companies were. Was it? Was it slab stocks or something where they, there was there was a delay in getting them or Com yeah, C had huge delays back in the day during the during the the, the, the it was not slab stock it was star star stock star star stock whatever star it is star um, slab yeah there should there. be those yeah. concerns but you know companies like PSA SGC they so many years now so many decades they they have a lot to lose if they mess up especially funny still isn't it funny that we don't use BGS in that sentence. You know, well, you know I think I it's funny. I know, but I just think it's funny. I actually just think it's like how it's just 
I think it's funny how snappy BGS gets these days. They finally have a social media presence and they've decided to act like petulant children. No, they've but never anyway. Never. They've never said a single, they've never responded to any comment I made. Never. None of my what? inboxes. Yeah. When, no, when they do, no, nothing. <laughs> but I've noticed that when they do respond to someone, they're just yeah. so snappy. Yeah, yeah. Like, show me that you've got your back up against the wall some more. Yeah. And then right. tell us about your new holder and then go back on it. And then tell us about your new initiatives and then go back on it. I think they're changing, they're changing the colors of the authentic slabs now. It's no, no longer blue. Oh, right. That's they're going to be silver, I think. I think right. that's uh, ground groundbreaking stuff. <laughs> what we what we've been what we've all been waiting for getting yeah. rid of the they're getting rid of the paper holders the paper you know I don't know why they would ever have paper there but yeah. uh, I think that's going silver too so I think they're just gonna go silver across the board you know because like the anything less than eight yeah. I think gets the, the paper hmm. now I'd be remiss if we don't go here we're yeah. gonna go there we're gonna talk about wives briefly there's only one of us that has this concern. And uh, Josh, you're going to talk to us a little bit about how to integrate what you're doing. Um, a lot of our listeners and viewers, it's probably not a concern, but maybe yeah. it will be one day or in the future. But you have a family, you have a, a very lovely and loving woman in your life. She's always at the shows. She yeah. herself is, is wonderful and she is very annoyed and she is annoyed sports card wife. I think it's low key. One of the most uh, overlooked, funny uh, um, feeds on IG that's relevant to the hobby. And I think everyone should check it out. Annoyed Sports Card Wife. Uh, talk to us about, you know, the, the, the navigating the fun and excitement of indulging in the hobby the way you do, Josh. Because, you know, we, we nerd out. Yeah, we and do. You, now you got pogs and cards everywhere. There's wrappers everywhere. There's yeah. junk everywhere. She's losing yeah. her mind. Yeah. How do you navigate that? How do you navigate it? Uh, you give her an itinerary on what's going on for sure. <laughs> she kind of needs to know, uh, but you never tell her about the money. Uh, <laughs> no, she uh, she actually decided long ago that she would remove herself from knowing when I'm going to drop ten grand because it's just all it's so chaotic. You know what I mean? Like it's nothing for me to wake up in the middle of a night. Like I, I get a message at like 10 30 at night several times. And then I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I gotta, I gotta go. I just, I got a $10,000 deal going on right now. It's, it's happening right now. Cause sometimes it does happen like that, you know? And so, uh, you know, that is when she gets a little stressed out, but how do you navigate it? You don't, you don't, you just ask for forgiveness and you're extra nice all the time and your smile and, and you try to make supper when you can and you have the time and you apologize a lot and, you know, it's wow. You include, her. you include her. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I got a, a little bit of a following on Instagram and I enjoy it. Like I enjoy it. People ask me questions and I'm like, Josh, what's your opinion? Or, or, Hey, how was your day? Cause you, you end up making friends. Right. And uh, so it takes up a lot of your time. So I try to share the experience with her because I enjoy it so much and I don't want to lose that experience at all. Right. I'm yeah. Like, oh, so I want to keep it going and, and I don't want her to feel like I'm in a world on my own. Like a lot of partners that ends up happening, you know, my passion becomes my life. And then here I am living my life without my partner. So as much as I can include her and, and hope that, you know, she enjoys the time, uh, which she does in doses and, uh, and has a lot of fun with her little Instagram, right? She has uh, a lot of fun making fun of me. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> how, does she, how does she deal with the stuff everywhere? Uh, man, I, I don't even know how she does it. It, it. it is true. It's a small space for us and uh, we are, 
gearing up to move to a large, larger space over than sometime this year. Uh, and uh, things will be a lot better then. But we decided, like, really what how it became a, a business for us was we were house shopping. You know, we had the down payment and uh, it was 2020. And uh, we had we were shopping in March and then April shit went south. You know, I was supposed to do a big number at Expo and, and boom, right? And instead, what happened? We got priced out of the market. We couldn't even make an offer anymore. And then it, it just was, you know, a failed yeah. experience. But we took yeah. the money that we had and we put it in a sports car business. Because like, what are you going to do, right? So she's more than happy be- to see the cards because the cards equal a future for us. Like, you know, it's, it's our investment together. Like we really took what I passionately told her I loved for, you know, three or four years. And cause we've been together about six years and, uh, and we, we made it a business. So it, it matters to her future too. So she actually is happy. Right. Cause now the more cards I get, the more money I got going on, the more business we're doing, it means wealth. It means a future for us. It means what our hopes and dreams together. So we actually are, doing this together even though she kind of hates it <laughs> so you took it. you took a down payment for a house and went and went all in on sports yeah cards. yeah that's, I love that's that. it. well my down payment for a house wasn't shit i needed I ended up needing twice as much as what i, I love had. that though right? man i love so, that yeah, bet on yourself went, yeah well houses went from four hundred thousand to eight hundred thousand in my area like in a blink of an eye and i was just completely priced out i kept getting out bids so what what are you gonna do right what are you gonna do when you know you're the last person left on the dodgeball team and everybody's sitting on the sidelines and you look screwed you're gonna give it your all you know what i mean i'm, I'm out to kill it <laughs> shit i'm taking no prisoners i gotta make it i love that i, love I tell that. you man I, I i envy that and i bet you a lot of other people do that you've got someone in your life that you have created this understanding her yeah. her account is more like about poking fun yeah. And she's very incisive and, uh, <laughs> and, and smart about the things she pokes at, but yeah. you can tell, and I, I see this, she supports you all the way. She yeah. understands what's going on here. Yeah. God knows she's probably heard you talk enough about it and go into the details to the point where she's probably ready to pass out. But, uh, that's yeah. something that a lot of people are probably envious of because that's an amazing thing to have. You have somebody who's actually like literally assisting you with yeah. it like, at yeah. the shows yeah, yeah, she's gonna help me tonight. She's gonna be, you know, printing invoices while I'm packing envelopes, right? So yeah, I think I think a lot. Of, I think a lot of people have, you know, the 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 partners in their life that they say they understand and they're they're okay. They put up with it, but at the end of the day, would they go all all in with you on it? And that's what you have. That, yeah, I think that's the rare thing. Yeah, we haven't invested uh, together. You know, we're we're in it to win it, and we're, we're gonna use it. You know, we're not going to, but you know, you never know, right? We could all go to war tomorrow and cardboard ain't worth shit. In the, in the words of Silent Bob, and I'm going to butcher this, but you know, not, not all these girls show up and at the expo help you out and bring you a lasagna. Most of them just cheat on you. Yeah, <laughs> shit. She just, she just went sideways, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't speak to that, uh, but I can tell you, there's not a whole lot of wives at the expo. It's usually like you can count on two hands the amount of ladies that are there. But yeah, but although hey, I will I'm say, I will more, say at the I'm, last I'm expo, more and more. I I was yeah. gonna say at the last expo, I've seen I saw significantly more women. And even at the CSC show, I saw like a lot of. I was like, I was, and and even. A female collector came up to me and said, "Like, yeah, like, hey, Coach Go, like, I was like, oh, whoa, and um, said that <laughs> she's that like, 
Yeah, no, I mean, I was like, you know, which goes like, uh, I was like, a, a woman, awesome. a woman at a card show knows my name, you know, like, yeah, that's like, awesome. Like that is, I'm like, what the hell? That is awesome. And um, and she said that she's she's a, a diehard, uh, you know, women's soccer team collector. I was like, dude, this is amazing. Like, I love hearing that. And then, uh, so I mean, it it's it's getting more prevalent, and um, so you never know, cartel, she might be out there. She might be listening to this podcast right now. You never know. Um, Josh, God damn it. I'm looking at this big playmakers jumbo Gretzky jersey, and he's in a Rangers outfit. Uh-oh. Yeah. That was the thing. This by. is my bid finger. Boop. Sweet. Oh, I just got that notification. <laughs> bid. Oh, sick. Oh. Yeah, I, I can't imagine what how it's going. Oh, oh man! Are you just gonna wait till it's all said and done? You don't want to like yeah. watch yeah. the calculation, right? No. Yeah, no, like, yeah, it's for the uh, the faint, not for the faint of heart, right? You know, there's a lot of money into it too. You know, some things I'm winning on for sure. Like some things I'm like, oh wow, and then there's like things where like, oh my god, no, <laughs> you know. But you just let it ride. Whatever happens, happens. It's all money, right? So like, if I lose on something, I'd rather, you know, if I paid a thousand bucks for something, I got seven hundred for it. I'd rather take that seven hundred bucks and move on. Yeah, everything fast, 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 right? Like you know, yeah. And I guess, and I guess that's the one benefit to doing auctions, right? It's like we talk about, like if you have one card, the dangers in like just auctioning that one card off. Do you know what I mean? Because like it's like all or nothing on this auction, and like the timing needs to be so specific, the day needs to be so specific, the market sentiment. Like, are we in a a a baseball market? Are we in a football market? You know, like all these things matter. Yeah, but when you have 300 plus auctions like you know as long as you're buying i mean i guess you're buying then speaks volumes yeah to the the result of that auction do you know what i mean so yeah. you know the things that you buy and the price points that you buy them at it'll kind of show after 300 cards where yeah. you're at from where you bought Right. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's a plus minus at the end of three hundred. It's not like I lost three hundred. Exactly. Was a stupid buy. Well, exactly. It yeah. It and like, and and, and if you could people. go back, you're like, would you do it again? Probably. Do you know what I mean? Like, because yeah, I believed in it. <laughs> exactly. And that's and that that that's kind of what led you to the the other two hundred and ninety nine of them in which in which you were profitable. You know. Yeah. So, believe in yourself, man. I gained all this knowledge, right? Don't piss it away. Use it. Like, get out there and you know. Believe in yourself. <laughs> I love Nine it. Nine times ten, you'll succeed. I love it, Josh. How about you let our listeners where they can find you? Um, how can they contact you if they want to perhaps sell you a lot or a collection or sell you some ninety ninety one score? Sell you anything? How can they contact you to to just shoot the shit and maybe acquire some knowledge? Yeah, uh, beard information. Yeah, yeah, all the beard information in the world. Uh, just for men, for everyone. Oh my god, I don't use that. Somebody asked me. If I did. That's how you know Josh and I are real G's, man. We don't. Yeah. We're not using product, man. No, there's no product, but maybe some like hair gel once in a blue moon, you know. Yeah. Uh, but no, where can you find me? I'm on Instagram. Instagram is like my home. Uh, so I'm I'm hit them high sports cards on Instagram. There's some underscores in there. You can figure it out. I'm you know I've got a big picture. Austin Matthews is my uh, icon and uh my profile picture and i'm on ebay and uh yeah uh hit them high e- ebay is hit auctions. my auctions yeah okay. yeah no no sorry it's hit them high sports cards is my uh my no 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 i know on ebay yeah, yeah. On ebay yeah okay. it used to be hit them high auctions I, I changed it to hit them high sports card okay oh, okay oh my god i don't know 
I don't think no, you it's, did. it's hit of my sports cards. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, and then I changed my Instagram to match it. It used to be hit of my auctions. Okay. To hit of my sports Maybe. cards. Yeah, yeah, and then I'm uh, uh at hit of high underscore auctions uh at hotmail.com email. So beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I buy collections. I I ship them in. I buy them from other countries. For you know, I got a Gretzky card coming from. I think where the heck's this Gretzky card coming from? Uh, Finland, I think this week. So it's a really nice one. You guys are going to be like, whoa, <laughs> it's really again, cool. If anyone is, is is starting early on planning their expo experience and you want to meet such luminaries as Coach Co Collectibles and Hit em High Sports Cards and, of course, the Notorious Cartel, you won't find me very far from Josh. We're going to be sharing a space somewhat. And Coach Co, you're just going to see him walking around, probably Always. with some other very fancy influencers making no. fancy content. No. Is that right, Coach Co? I don't think so. You don't I, think so? It happens occasionally. Yeah. But I like I like just hiding, you know? Like I like Oh, you can't hide that stash, my friend. No, no, no. I like just kind of like I like seeing everybody. I've said this many times. I like seeing everybody, but I also just kind of like doing my thing, you know? Just mm. Yeah, you're looking at cards there. I mean you're there to enjoy the experience. Yeah, like, yeah, just pitter pattering, you know? That's why yeah. I like Thursdays the most. Thursday's my favorite day. Yeah, now Wednesday's my favorite day. Yeah. <laughs> Wednesday. Yeah, they let us in on Wednesday now. I get there at noon on Wednesday. Wednesday <laughs> is the day Josh gets to work. Oh man, I probably spent on last Wednesday ten grand. Easy. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I had a great Wednesday. It was like my favorite day of the show. I bought all to the our food. to our listeners. You are getting like huge tidbits dropped on you in very casual and and subliminal ways here. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Right, <laughs> team. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know we did. It was a blast. Yeah. As always, do not forget to like, subscribe, comment, share this with a friend who wants to know a little bit about the banner episode. But also, please go and follow <laughs> our friend over at Hit Em High Sports Cards. Team, have yourself a wonderful rest of the day. The cardboard coaches are out of here. <laughs>